Hello, hemp nuts and cannabis enthusiasts. Welcome to the New Hemp Times podcast, recorded on an unspecified date and location in Manhattan. <laughs> Woo! All right. <laughs> Welcome to New Hemp Times, where we test your knowledge of cannabis news, science, and politics, among other things related to this glorious plant and the system it interacts with. I'm Jehan Markouk, here with our main host, Dr. Jan Roberts. Hello, everyone. Hey. hey! And joined also by the unapologetic sharecropper and fisherman, actor and comedian, Randy Cameron Jr. Hello, oh, friend. AKA. Pass it to the left hand side. And our. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and our newest full time member, the Farm D Uh-oh. you know yes. from TV, the, hem- <laughs> the Hempress of Education, Stacia Woodcock. Oh, hey, everybody. Ah. Excited to be here. Yes. <laughs> we got a new point guard. <laughs> Oh my God, I am so excited that Stacia is here today. It only took two appearances and then you guys needed me full time. Lo- so I feel like I did well. <laughs> I loved you the first time. I think you left the room and I turned to Jayhan and was like, oh my God, I love her. <laughs> we gotta have her. She needs to join us. It worked out. <laughs> it, it did. did. <laughs> it did. And all thanks to New Hemp Times. So yes. dun, 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 full dun, circle. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Move on to bigger and better. Always. There it is. Onward and upward. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so I, I have a quick question then. So let, should we be telling everyone what you're going to be doing? Yeah, that kind of makes sense, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so you you started with us full time last week. Mm-hmm. And where were you before? It's been one glorious week. Um, I was at Cureleaf, New York, yeah. one of the MSOs. Um, did some practitioner outreach, some dispensary operations oversight, lots of training, lots of education. Um, education being the key word. That's been my passion my whole career. And now um, I'm with the International Research Center on Cannabis and Health as their new director of Yay! education. Nice. Right, nice. So I get to go away from the industry side and more to the clinical side, which is where I feel like I belong. There it is. So with my people. <laughs> there's so much education out there. I mean, I can get something for $5 or $200. You, you had your pick of the litter of educational groups that would love to hire you. Why IRCCH? Is there something? That's that- a great question. I think um, the the mission of IRCCH is so important because everything that that you do and we do, I can say now, <laughs> is evidence based. Yep, uh, which is so lacking in this industry. I mean, we talk about this all the time: the crazy claims that are get get made and mm-hmm. the nonsense commercials we see out there yep. from product to dispensary. There's just a lack of real evidence based education that's out there, and a, and a lot of misleading information too. Mm-hmm. That's right. even worse. Like the patients aren't only confused, the doctors are confused, and that's never a good thing. Right. So right. everything you stand for um, just really resonated with me personally as far as your mission and everything you want to do. So uh, can you explain the education package you'll be delivering and yeah, a yeah. Bit so because like Randy doesn't know it either. Yeah, oh, that's I'm right. We haven't new. even talked about it. It's yeah, brand yeah, yeah. new. So um I have been tasked with developing a full education program. For okay. clinicians, allied health professionals, yep. um, you know, down the road, we're looking at mental health professionals yep. um, and then dispensary associates and potentially patients, depending on where things go. But we feel like the real clinical need um, is the most important to focus on because the doctors need to lead that conversation with their patients. OK, and fascinating. Not many of you know this, but the kernel or seedling that started this 
off was actually a funded research study through NYU that Jan well, initiated, right? Well, 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 that was the second one. The first, the, the thing that really started this off was as a clinician, I knew that I had little education and I knew my staff had little education. So I became their mentor, you know, about cannabis mm-hmm. and mental health issues. And so um, as part of my doctorate, I did a study where I was looking at the knowledge and attitudes about cannabis among mental health clinicians. And it was a small pilot study. I created this um, survey questionnaire. It was a convenient sampling, uh, but it was a pilot study. And so we actually um, found out some really interesting, or I found out some really interesting facts. And that's kind of was the hallmark for for us growing our education program. And what we also did was, back to your comment, Jehan, was that we actually did get funded um, after that pilot on a larger study. And that one has around 500 participants from all over the world. And we literally met this week. Um, I'm, I was doing it with... Uh, uh, we were doing it with the research center and NYU. And so we were meeting with the statistician to start looking at the data. So I can't wait to find out what the data is going to show It's going to be great. I know, yeah, I know. But it's evidence-based practice. And that's what we're trying to create, that education that's rooted in science. So this, the, mm. these surveys help us inform where the gaps are. Because right. you can see, I like see. you asked them a question, would you recommend cannabis for the following conditions? And if it's a condition that has a lot of evidence and they're like, absolutely not, you're like, there's a there's an area of education. Well, well, That's where the say, gap is. So what I there's an you example. Have, you saying. have yeah. a question too. Well, I, I so as a layman from the outside, I always assume you doctors are already thoroughly um, knowledge based in covering, and you. I guess we're in the evolution stage of introducing some of these things yeah. within your practices. So how did? How are you hipping people or bringing well, people to was, your side? That was, I think, our concern. Uh, when Jayhan and I got into this, um, when we started the research center, we knew that our pillars were education, research, and advocacy. Those were the three things that we were interested in. And after we did this study, we recognized that a lot of um, clinicians had no basic knowledge none, not about the history, not about the uses, nothing. And for us, it was that gap analysis that determined that, A, they don't understand the role that stigma has played into all of this. They don't understand the history. Because when you start to kind of break it down, it makes sense. Like I had my 80-year-old mom say, wow, I feel like the government lied to me all this time about cannabis, you know? And and once they understand that, well, the government did lie to you about that, that it kind of breaks down some barriers. Then we have this clinical piece. And it's not a one size fits all. And and God bless all the education companies out there. I'm not trying to rag on anyone. It's I just, will. Well, Thank oh yeah, you. I know Sorry. you will. <laughs> but you. but we just wanted to do something really to make a difference for clinicians because we can't have we have to have clinicians driving this because they have the opportunity to either help or hurt a patient. And we want to make sure they have the right information. Yeah. And I mean, I can speak directly to that because working for an MSO, my job was literally pounding the pavement and walking to doctor's offices and telling them, hey, do you know about the endocannabinoid system? Mm -hmm. And inevitably they were like, the what? Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's what I did every day. MSO is? A multi-state operator. So one of the corporate dispensary companies. So my job was to get more doctors 
um, certified and licensed to prescribe cannabis or recommend cannabis. Mm -hmm. Um, in in order to do that, you have to educate them. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what I spent a solid eight months doing is educating individual practices on how medical cannabis works, what the endocannabinoid system is, how the state program runs. And then you realize one person can't do this to every doctor. It's not scalable. Mm -hmm. And so we need some sort of um, accessible evidence-based research, right? That's that people can go online, click through at their own time and learn what they need to learn in order to help their patients. And at IRCCH, what makes us so powerful, I think, is, you know, Jan is a mental health clinician. Jahan is a scientist and brilliant. I have a pharmacology background. And so we're covering all of this from every aspect, which mm. is so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to these points, to, to, to translate it a little bit, right now, the dynamic to me, and, and you guys correct me if you think this is off, but it's like a patient goes in and says, hey, this the CBD or THC product is working for me. Why is it working? And the doctor's like, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't yeah. you know? Right. <laughs> it is. It works. I had to educate my doctor right. about what I was doing. I had to explain. I take a two to one CBD to THC every morning. And I find that I was explaining it in certain terms, like it reduces my anxiety, but it activates. It's almost as if a Wellbutrin and a Zoloft works together. And it was so funny because she had no clue about any of it. And what's even worse is half the time, what they'll Uh say is, you know what? Just go buy the CBD. Just go to yeah, they to wherever. That's the like sure, try answer. it if you want to. Go, just go buy that stuff, and they mm-hmm. don't even realize they're sending them to a potentially harmful, dangerous mm-hmm. product because mm-hmm. they know nothing. And and would you say part of that has to do with not knowing or being familiar with the requirements to become a physician who can recommend cannabis? Because I felt like when I did a, a medical society thing, when you know working with the state of Delaware, that was the physicians were like, I don't want to enroll in this program. More paperwork, and they just go buy it anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. And that's part of it. I mean, every state has their own regulations. In New York, we have 13 specific conditions. And anytime you start to limit uh, what a clinician can prescribe for, they're like, no, no, I should be able to prescribe this for whatever I want to. If you're limiting me, then I'm nervous about do I have enough data to support this? Am I going to get in trouble with the DEA for the number of patients I'm seeing? And they get really nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, the more, It's weird. Like the more restrictions you put on their practice, the more they just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of similar to Suboxone and all the extra licensing doctors have to go through. Um, Most doctors don't want to do it because it puts them at risk. And and so that's a huge issue. The question of malpractice will that. Oh, of course. Yeah. So no, that's where I was going. So the uh, your malpractice insurance and how does that play in these doctors being real? It does play. I mean, it it as a clinician who has malpractice insurance. I get worried all the time about it. There are some that do cover cannabis, but most don't. Well, yeah, right. And even that's new, you Mm -hmm. know, but I always get worried, like, is my insurance company, my malpractice going to drop me if they find out what I do? Mm -hmm. And and I think that's a legitimate concern. And that has happened Mm -hmm. uh, where physicians have been dropped by their malpractice companies because of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Really? It's scary, but they're they're starting but to. Be, but that's that. a change. I mean, yeah, there's now. a that's changing. A change. There are some some malpractice insurance companies that will cover but, it. But don't you think also the more that we start talking about the physiological systems underneath all of this, it also forces the questions that 
they have to cover it. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, they have to. Yeah. So I think the it's more kind of like banking, like yeah. I feel like they go hand in hand. Like once the financial institutions are on board, then yeah. everyone on yeah. the money side and regulatory right. side They'll is going to have to. Like if yeah. you went to your bank and you asked about Bitcoin or your, your, your investor or who you work with and they're like, I don't know what that is. Throw some money at it. You'd be you'd be a little concerned that they didn't know, even if it's not something they actively are involved with. And, and I feel like there's yeah. kind of that responsibility where physicians, they want to be that trusted source. They're going to have to have a decent pro-con conversation about yeah. cannabis, right? Yeah. They're going to have to be able to at least discuss it. And, right. And I, I feel well, like I had a physician uh-huh. who, who told one of my patients that she could no longer keep prescribing him Lyrica and Percocet because he was using cannabis. Well, he wasn't even needing the Percocet like he would have before. And that was her policy. And I called her. I had to explain this and told her how incredible it was for treating his his um, uh, condition. But he needed the pain medication as well, temper- you know, intermittently. And it didn't matter. She had no understanding about the Mm-mm. analgesic effects of cannabis and how that can and mitigate. drug interactions. Right. And there, there's a we have we have pain management clinics that will say you can either go on an opioid or, or cannabis. cannabis. And I'm like, that's not how it works, people. So this reminds <laughs> me of of what we're going through. I know it's a little side, but if you look about climate control and this argument and who's buying in and who's not. Yeah. But the proof is steadily out there right. because, right. you know, weather is in your face. You can't deny that. Um, how do the deniers in state by state slow this progression of what you guys are doing well, and trying to I, educate? Anytime you go to a Senate hearing or anything about yep. should we expand these laws or like the local AMA doesn't support it and. They are, you know, and it doesn't matter what evidence they put forth. It's just that you have these association or doctors who said, I'm unaware of any evidence. So therefore, there is none. That's why I think if you're going to do something Mm. in a state, you have to go after the physicians and physician education to me and other clinician education is vital for that reason because it's demystified. I'll give you a great example from the pilot study that I did was that I found that people who had actually used and consumed cannabis were more likely to recommend it. Duh, right? Mm-hmm. Because that shows you that people who've used it know that it's not what they thought it, you know, what it's like they eating were told sushi. to be. It's right. super terrifying and then delicious. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to put what in your mouth? Right. Exactly. I don't know. Right. Give it a shot. Totally not going to do it. <laughs> You'll like it. Ask Mikey. But it's, yeah, yeah, it's so good. Just don't get it from the bodega. You guys didn't no. get that one. God, oh God, no. that Please, was quick. no. Jan, I expect you to get what that What did I get? Joke. Mikey, he yes. likes it. He, he likes, likes it. it. Sorry. Sorry. I was thinking of life with Mikey, but I don't know. Oh, oh, no, it's yeah. my cereal. Randy, right? we're showing our age. I know. No, I was, I was right there with you. The okay. cereal. I know it. All right. I know it. He likes right. it. He I was just pretending it. to be like, what? I'm too young. <laughs> Before I'm I can comment on that, I have to look up to see if millennials have ruined that for everybody. Can I just say something, though, as we're talking about launching this education piece for IRCCH? You know, I want to acknowledge that if it wasn't for the guy who is sitting right to me, not you, Randy, the other guy, that we wouldn't be doing this because, Jay Han, you are like the grandmaster flash of education. You know what I mean? You 
have more, you've done more presentations than anyone I know. When anyone knows that I work with you and they've attended their stuff, they just freak out. I learned so much. We went to Columbia. I found out last Wednesday when I was in Vegas that, um, that they thought that it was the best thing they had ever heard. They couldn't believe the Americans who came in and did that. But so I, I just wanted to kind of acknowledge that Stacia and I would not be here if it wasn't for you. Very true. Oh. Thank you. Jim. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's shake and bake, and you helped. <laughs> shake and bake. Sorry. And you know, I would I would say that uh, a lot of my passion for education has come from confidence, and it came from some key mentors. And, and the best advice I ever got was from my first mentor when I was doing cannabinoid and cancer research. Mm-hmm. And I was like proposing all these studies, and I wasn't like citing any references. And he just like slowed me down one day was like, I love you, but no one cares what you think. If you're going to say stuff like this, just quote other people. If you quote other people, you'll mm-hmm. be fine. And that was 15 years ago. And so, yeah, so all the education turns out is evidence-based because I'm just quoting other people. It's not what I think. It's these doctors at right. John Hopkins. It's yeah. these researchers at UCSF. And I, I found that, like, one, it's, 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 it takes a lot of effort to read these studies. But I feel like it's not like doing comedy where you can't just, like, rip off other people's jokes. In academia and research, you have to rip off other people. So if you have to cite, like, I can't just like tell a George Carlin joke and be like, Carlin, 1964. Right. And like everyone, exactly. you know, so, so I, yeah. So I appreciate that because it's been a, it's been a journey and it's been a lot of, you know, I get frustrated <laughs> a lot <laughs> about some of the stuff out there. And I've, and his colleague. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. I'd say my favorite is, is, is yeah, seeing Jan, other people me. like just steal stuff <laughs> and Wait, are use you it. Saying, in their no, no, act. no, 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 not, not in their act. That's but... me. I steal all of your content. <laughs> no, unabashedly. That's why I put it in a Dropbox. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but no, I, I've gone to like expos and like you go up to the education booth and be like, God, this graphic looks so familiar. Where have I seen this before? And someone had literally printed out my blog that I used to have and just created educational content really? of it. And I, it was, and I felt so stupid because it took me like 15 minutes to recognize. I was just seeing this. It looks so familiar. Where have I seen this before? Wait, you had a blog? Yeah. What uh, was it called? Uh, Cannabination. I love that. Of course it was. <laughs> and, uh, my Dr. Most, Maku. My most, my most popular piece was the shortest one I'd ever written, which was about combining THC and MDMA and what was the evidence. And there was no evidence of actually increased brain damage uh-huh. from animal studies. And that was the most commonly read article. But mm. now it's on the Wayback Machine because someone huh. at the old job I had didn't like pay to keep up the website. So now someone <laughs> wants to sell it to me for thousands of dollars. Your oh, own shit. Yeah. I hate <laughs> that. Wait, Welcome. no, wait, wait. Didn't you trademark it though? I, I, if you've uh, used that, we could we could go after. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny. I still have the Jan, email. Jan's getting her crazy on. So I still have I'm the ready. email, exactly. which is cannabination at Gmail. And I used to do a lot of like, you know, look at people who have opposite opinions of me, like Project Sam. And I signed up to their mail list and they kicked me off recently saying, we're pretty good at sniffing out who's just like mocking us and not genuine and judging by your email. You clearly are not, you know, are a cannabis supporter. Did they really? Yeah. I got this email from like their co-director. I was like, so I can't even like subscribe to your That's newsletter. You know, you're getting <laughs> can you large, please bro. share that with yeah. us? Can you? I need to read that. Oh my God. You come up with some of the funniest little stories about stuff like that. No, that's brilliant. But, You're and, infiltrating. And how long have you been a part of their... I, I've been uh, I've been like inquiring about participating in their committees for years. 
years. You get their newsletters. And they're just and now. Yeah, like, and just like this year, so they got someone new who apparently was like, because they said so they had some. We wanted who to just doesn't ed- tolerate trolls. Right. Exactly. They were like, <laughs> we're gonna do this educational Troll forum. Hunter. Who wants to participate? And I was like, I'll participate. You know, says Cannabination, and they're like. <laughs> You, we don't think you're genuine. And I'm right. like, no, no, I really want to participate. Right. They're like, not in the way we want. Right. You're, get out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get out of here. So oh. I had to sign up with another email. <laughs> <laughs> don't That's say it hilarious. out loud. Protect yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Doctor, I hate weed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> devil, devil weed. Right. Just do reefer madness. Yeah. Just, well, yeah, reefer yeah. So Anyway. Wow, was we have so much going on at the center. So this is exciting. Very and exciting. We've got another and we have wait, an article coming out about our educational program. We too. do. Yeah. Terpe- uh, the next issue of Terpenes and Testing will feature a good thousand words about our how our research has led to us developing this education program. Really? It's a little bit of a preview of the publication we have in process. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're at, we were writing up a technical article about yeah. Jan's data. Yeah. And Wait, you have to tell them the whole story, though. Well, you and I are in a meeting. We're in a meeting, <laughs> and I'm like kind of ranting and railing about how we need a publication pipeline, and like we have all this data. And Jan just sort of remembers, oh, yeah, I have this whole article written on my computer I forgot about for and six I months. I have all the data. And I was like, <laughs> you didn't submit it anywhere. She's like, no, that was another study. I was like, well, what about the thing you submitted here? Oh, no, that was another study. It's like, okay, so you've had this since like April? Like, <laughs> no, this time last year. Okay, yeah. Even <laughs> so you worse. You have to up, up it, though. Online. Didn't you have to add stuff to it? Yeah, yeah. It needs yeah, to be but... updated, but the data's there. It just needs to be. Oh, so yeah, this is coming so out next had... month? Well, we're, we're, we're like, well, no, the one about how <laughs> we time. took the yeah. data to okay. turn it into an educational program. That's going to be in terpenes and testing. But we have a publication. We're working with one of the professors at NYU that yeah. um, she's going to be yeah. listed as so third we, author on our publication. Yeah. And so we shared some of the preliminary yeah. data in terpenes mm-hmm. and testing. So but like, hey, let's let a whole peer review. Article. Let's look. Here's something for the crowd, the freebie. And then we're going to get. Aim for the higher end journals with this publication. Got it. Got wow. it. We're, we're busy. We're busy around busy. here. I think I we have not. like seven articles planned in the next two months. Really? Should, just we, seven. should we just like throw what are what we're interested in looking at and talking about out yeah, there? I think so. Well, hmm. Stacia, <laughs> what what are you interested in looking at? Jayhan, what are you interested in studying? Jan? Randy? Just kidding. <laughs> Fishing? So, oh, my God. So, no, we're really interested. We're doing this really kind of cool thing around mm-hmm. women's health issues. So exactly. we're really going to start highlighting, you know, being a fierce woman warrior. Yeah, and exactly. what that yep. means. And and there are going to be more details to come. Absolutely. It's exciting. Very exciting. It might, it might all change next month when the Center for Drug Discovery comes online. Yes, yeah, it will. That we're will. partnering with. So. And what will change? Just what we can talk possibilities about. What you can, yeah. and what possibilities. You can let out. We've got the Center for Friggin' Drug Discovery coming Mm-mm. on board. This it's is so exciting. Like full on kind of pre-pharma, all the basic tests you could want to do. Mm-mm. Because we want to yeah, make sure big. that whatever we do is evidence-based and mm-hmm. based on real science. Because I personally think that that's one of the problems right now in the space of cannabis. Absolutely. Is that people are throwing everything at the wall. Like you you want to talk about the article real quickly? Oh, yeah. I read an article. It's published November 20th. And it kind of like 
push pushed me over the edge a little bit with anyone talking to me about products and i can't believe i started to defend pharma after this it's just i'm not very oh, popular on Reddit. that one i like have negative karma on reddit but, oh, but here's the thing is all right as a cbd company off brand and when you say off brand it means anything not approved by the fda so there's only one branded legal product which is epidiolex and uh but um there was a perception uh, about that product so the the parents went through another company an off-brand company and uh, the kid was fine for a week and then had you know nine or a dozen grand mal seizures yeah. as you know they, they used to be called yeah uh and upon analysis they realized that the ab fubinaca compound was in the cbd product they were giving to the kid which is one of those synthetic cannabinoids it's one of those ones where like i don't know if you remember like a year or two in new york they're like why is everyone standing around like zombies on the street mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it was that drug mm. and they're finding lot of cbd products are, are being adulterated and that's why people are like this feels great and like <laughs> stuff like that so their cbd products are being cut with this yeah a lot of and them. what's the purpose to product save differentiation money. save it is cost effective can be i mean it's a lot of reasons i mean when you have no them. oversight mm-hmm. um and it kind of puts everyone in a box it's, mm-hmm. it's not a good place to be in but then dug a little deeper and i was like well was there really a cost savings here and when you crunch the numbers, Epidiolex is covered by insurance. So, okay, that's not fair. But what about if you don't have insurance? Could you afford this pharmaceutical FDA product? Turns out it's 12 cents a milligram, not covered by insurance. Now, contrast that to, and it's easy math. If you buy something with 20 milligrams of it in a lotion, you could right. spend 100 bucks. It's $5 a milligram. Why is the unregulated hemp industry more expensive, several fold more expensive than what's available through the FDA pharma? Like, how am I suddenly defending pharma right now? Like, <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Like the hemp industry. Is, well, I think yeah. we're just more or less defending the, safe, the safety, safe versus bootleg safety. Industry, and there, I mean, I there, there is the difference in overhead cost too of a of a massive pharmaceutical industry yeah. that has the machinery and the scientists yeah. already that's already set up. Right, it's a lot easier for them to do this and not pass that overhead on to the patient as opposed to these independent grassroots companies who are doing it all themselves. Yeah. You know, even right. the ones that are doing it safely, there's a huge amount of overhead for a small right. company to mm-hmm. do that. And that cost gets trickled down. That's just the yeah. way that it is. But you're absolutely right. Like you have to look at real, and this is a classic example of real facts and real information versus someone said it on Reddit. So therefore it must be true. Or I saw a tweet. Um, so this is definitely fact. And there's there's no due diligence being mm-hmm. done, which is super frustrating. And, and you, there was a, yeah, it all started by this, a lot of internet stuff for people saying epidiolex costs thirty thousand dollars a month. It's like no, it's that's a year for the you know a full prescription. So yeah, there are a and lot that's of like the pen. No, this yeah. is a liquid solution. That's a liquid solution. Okay. But it's only it can only be prescribed for very rare specific epilepsy, epilepsy. disorders in children. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just say, "Hey doc, prescribe me this and mm-hmm. go buy it." Like yeah. it doesn't work that way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that was really kind of. Interesting. New chapter for us at the Research Center. Exciting stuff in the pipeline. I know. What about this Vegas trip? Can you hear Oh, yeah. NJ Biz. Like, NJ Biz. Talk about your shoes, Jan. Oh, my God. Please talk about your shoes. Follow me on Instagram. I'm Dr. Weed Lady because I have the coolest pictures of my shoes. Okay, so I was at the Apple store and I live on the Upper East Side. And I was walking on Madison Avenue outside of the Apple store going home. And I walked looking. She's at not always these... as fancy, by the no, way. No, <laughs> I'm sitting there. Honestly, I'm sitting there in judgment at these bougie shops, knowing I can't afford anything in there. But then I saw these shoes in the window. And there were these beautiful black velvet handmade shoes. 
Okay. With hand embroidered cannabis leaf and gold, 18 karat gold wire in them. They were freaking smoking hot. Velvet. Velvet. What is this? Velvet? That is velvet. I'm loving it. And so I wanted them. I wanted them. I wanted them. And I'm like, I don't need them. And it's a lot of money. I don't do that. But then my friends came over for dinner that night Uh and they convinced me I needed them. And we were joking that it was a tax write off. Of course, my CPA didn't think that was so funny. I'm not going to tell you on the air right now. Is it crazy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. Did you Should chill it though? No. Yeah, no, we got it here. Because people are going to judge. All no. Right. But I love them. And here's the sad part about them. They're replacing them though because they broke. What? <laughs> the gold wire was too tight undoubtedly. So they're like, it's a design flaw. We're going to redo another new pair for you. So they're, I'm getting new. Good boss shoes. <laughs> but anyway, back to the conference. Went there, had less than 24 hours, had tons of meetings. It was great. I have never seen something so crazy in my life that mm. was huge. Mm. 35,000 people there. It was almost too overwhelming. So I, you know, I was just there to kind of get away from everybody because <laughs> it was just overwhelming. Mm. But it was interesting. Ran into some old faces, yep. you know, negotiated the thing with... Um, Center for Drug Discovery and their whole team. And that was wonderful. Good. And, um, all, you know, just made a lot of progress for Good. us. We're doing well. We're, we're excited because we're, I think we're impacting the conversation around safety. I mm-hmm. think we're impacting the conversation around evidence-based and scientific rigor mm-hmm. that should be done on these products. Absolutely. Because we're talking about vulnerable populations. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it was really good. Went well. So I have an idea. I think we should do a little cannabusters. What do you think? Sure. Hey, my first my first episode, you're up. making me do cannabusters. You guys are <laughs> Can't so mean. Can't go wrong with that. You're wait, so wait. mean. So we'll Stacia, you're going to love this Actually, part. I think I've won well, both I times I was played. on. So yeah, you did win. You did win. Randy is the reigning champ right now. He and is right now. I have never won. You have, yes, you have. No, I haven't. Remember, I gambled and, oh, and that's bet it right, all and that. lost. I definitely won one of mine. I think you I did. think yeah, we you lost did. miserably the second I know, time. I was a little first jealous. One I did remember the first mm-hmm. one. I was, I was excited. a little jealous. <laughs> I don't know. So Randy is our reigning champion. So want, I guess who we, is? Fall. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. What? What is it? Doctor Tinkleton. Doctor Tinkelstein. Doctor Tinkelstein. Doctor Tinkelstein. Doctor Tinkelstein. Please report to the operating room. He's our reigning champion. <laughs> I wash my hands. No, he's literally reigning. <laughs> Doctor Tinkelstein. All right. I wish it would. Um, well, I guess I'll have to take the Dr. Tinkelstein story off of Cannabusters, <laughs> but uh, we're going to do a shorter version, maybe like three, said, four questions. He said yeah. you don't have to take it off. Okay. All right. Well, I will say uh, for those of you who are listeners, you know how this game works. For those of you who don't, basically, I'm going to read a couple short stories about recent events in cannabis and hemp, and our contestants are going to discuss them. And they get points for their response. And also if they get it right. Now, you only get one point if you get it yes or no. Is it a finding? Is it fiction? Um, is it you know fact or is it fiction? And then you get between one and three points for something witty, intelligent, connecting some dots. So much pressure. So but much. again, you will all get an automatic one point or less if you just say, I read that. 
it's true. <laughs> That's the most boring thing you could say. It's like, in a, you know, reading a research paper saying, but we need more research. It's like, yeah, we always need more research. Those yeah. are my favorite. <laughs> and if we make you laugh, it's one point. But it's it's a it's you max out. If I laugh, you max out. Is, at who's three. keeping who's keeping score? Gray boogie. Gray, Gray boogie. boogie is. All so right, I, I think it's a conflict of interest for me to read the questions and, and keep score. Because if you don't like my stories, I'll be personally offended. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no pressure. All right. So, um, uh, so are, are you guys ready? Yeah. So we're, sort of. I guess. Sort of. Sort of. Randy's All right. starting to get nervous again. A little bit. Grayson, are you ready? Are you a Pat Sajak type of guy or an Alec? Uh, you know, I think Pat Sajak would do a couple martinis before Wheel Fortune. I'd like to get to that level where I could, you know, class well, it we up. We should have gin and tonics the next time we yeah. have a podcast. I love gin and tonics. I'll make it's you one tonight. Wild Tangerine right. tonics. So. For our first story, I call this story uh, NASA Ascending Cannabis into Space. So some of you may have seen the headline <coughs> about oh, SpaceX sending hemp or cannabis into space. So what I wanted to ask you about is, you know, there's been some controversy with Elon Musk smoking cannabis right on the Joe Rogan podcast. And NASA said, you'll never see him smoking weed publicly again. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. So what? So it's, it's a shock to some people that now NASA is contracting with SpaceX and they're going to be sending hemp up into space. But is it true that they're sending hemp foods and hemp flour into space because they're thinking that it could be used to colonize Mars and other places? You know, edibles and joints and coffee uh, will be in space soon. Um, and I think that's going to be, you know, a personal note, great for commercializing the International Space Station. If you get up there, have a little hemp flour and a cup <laughs> oh of coffee. God. I mean, it would make the time Thank pass you. slower, though, right? Yeah. Oh, no, Is I it? would have fun. Yeah. I would, like, go within. Just I float. would be in a spiritual kind of, exactly. like, floating yep. with your space ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> so is it love and life? Is it, is, it, is it a fact that they are going to be sending up hemp foods and hemp flour into space soon? Is that the plan? What do you guys think about that? Hemp flour and hemp foods? No, I think it's just hemp foods. And well, I'm thinking like seeds for colonization, but not joints and shenanigans. I don't see that being. I think that's a, a Jehan trick. It, you know, it, it does seem like that. But what are you going to do with plants in space? You need to eat stuff. It's expensive to grow things. Is it? Didn't we see the movie, for goodness sakes? What well, movie? I, will, I will tell you that when they sent onions to grow in outer space, onions and raw potatoes uh, to grow on the space station, exactly. uh, the, the, the astronauts actually lied about those plants growing. The people who received them immediately ate them because they're so desperate for like fresh food. Are you serious? You're Are you, lying. No, it's a true story. Uh, so they eventually had to come clean <laughs> that, that we <laughs> ate the plants, you know, the, the potatoes and onions you sent us. Like the guys who were unloading it were like, get, get out of here, potato. Just make soup. <laughs> I love Starting. raw potatoes. I eat them like apples. No, you don't. It's, oh they're so God. good with a little bit of salt. It's really? So I don't. Raw I, I mean, not like on a regular they're basis. Dirty. But if I'm cutting them up to like cook them. Do you skin them? Oh, uh, no. I'll always throw a couple in my mouth and... Oh, that's so hardcore. Good. So good. That's so, so good. Hardcore. It's like a jicama. Do you ever eat jicama? I've had jicama chips. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Not raw, though. So, Stacia, you seem to think that there's a bit of fiction in there. I do. All right. Hmm. All right. I call shenanigans, Jehan. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, then we have officially the vote in for Stacia's shenanigans. Randy? I'm going to go with it's true. 
Jan. Crap. Miss Jan. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. We should always make Randy go first. The word you know? of the day. <laughs> Just follow Randy. That look scared me, Jan. You looked into my mind. All right. All right. Wait. Shh. I want to hear. So if you think that they'd be sending up hemp foods or hemp flour into space, you might be a little high. <laughs> but yes! they, what they are what sending are is the germplasm of hemp plants. That's and what I meant to say, germplasm. That's to what study I how it affects their DNA. But Ooh, I would imagine if, if you did stuff. land on a, another planet or the moon or a space station, there's one of two things I want. One of them will definitely be coffee. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and and a joint. Yeah, yeah. Man, are you kidding? Yeah. yeah, if you had to move a bunch of rocks around on Mars, exactly. Like, oh my god! Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, good job, everyone. This is the opening salvo, and remember, you get those 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 delicious delicious response points. We we won this round. So for right now, we're beating Randy. For right now, <laughs> I just now. want that to be recorded because I don't know how much longer it's going to last. So. Right, right now. now. So. Oh. Reigning champion. <laughs> I love him. All right. So um, I call this next story uh, warnings without limits. So uh, California passes a lot of things like Prop 65, the cancer warning. You'll actually see that in some buildings. It's it's so just synonymous. It's everywhere. It's on the entrance and exits of buildings that you are entering areas that contain carcinogens. Like it's just on everything. Prop 65, right? So California now has another proposition. And is it true that they're going to start putting warning labels on all cannabis products, uh, especially, but mostly flour, warning pregnant mothers not to use these products? And that's going into effect while they still haven't determined what the exposure limits are. So did, did, a, did a rule pass that re- proposition or from, you know, to label cannabis in California with a warning to people who are pregnant? but they don't have the exposure limits yet. Yes. Why do you think it's true? Because I just think it's true. But that's not the way it works. They can't just ban asbestos and not be like this level safe and this level unsafe. What I've learned is that there's no rhyme or reason sometimes, and especially in the cannabis industry. Seriously. So I would think that California would be more apt to do something like that. What is this label saying? That it's harmful to oh, pregnant, to women. pregnant so, women. So it was under the umbrella of Prop 65. You know, yeah. scientists review this stuff. Usually they review things like research and studies and set exposure thresholds saying this above this level, you have a higher chance of something happening. Um, so the ruling would go into effect to a year. But um, is it true that they haven't actually, they fa- they failed to provide like exposure limits, but yet this is sailed through? I'll say it's true. I'm going to say not true Mm-mm. just because I need to be cantankerous. There's really nothing to- behind it. No, no, no. So here's here's my thought process. This is where I always get into trouble, though, with the overthink. Um, but I'm just going to go with it. So I think these labels usually happen in response to something bad. Right. Right. 
I haven't heard anything or read anything about anything bad happening with pregnant mothers in California that would lead me to believe they would do this and pay the money to do this yeah, um, without sense. any evidence. And I also think that I would have read something about it because it's a huge change. I mean, they didn't they just start regulating or testing for pesticides? So like now all of a sudden they care about pregnant mothers. It just seems like <laughs> a stretch. Um, also, given they've, they've had the most lax regulations, like uh-huh. if you said Colorado – I could maybe be behind you, but I I don't think California. But how many uh, mishaps have to happen for it to be magazines? It's not a number. It's like one, one. right? If if everyone reads about it and there's enough stir about it, you know? Or it could be a million uh, cases. I unless mean, it, it has to do with the, you know, the positivity from cannabis, because then it takes <laughs> millions and years. <laughs> and I digress. Anyway, I like <laughs> so I say false. All right. To... Two for one shenanigan. Two, uh, this is this is a true story. Um, well, if you think it's a shenanigan, uh, you'll have to expose, you know, expand the limits of your mind. So, as the first state to legalize medical marijuana, California again is the largest um, market in the United States for cannabis. A nine-member panel of scientists that make up the Developmental and Reproductive Toxicant Identification Committee um, voted this week that the cannabis products in the state of California will require a warning label by law, even though cannabis officials believe that there's not enough reliable research to prove that cannabis use by expecting mothers will cause harm to the child she is carrying. And they have not set exposure thresholds for cannabis. It's still going to be going on to products. Um, And this is on the heels of, you know, Surgeon General saying bad things about cannabis and pregnancy. Um, you know, and this is again coming on the heels of 2009 when they passed, put like, you know, on a product, the cannabis flowers that smoking this product may, you know, cause cancer and things like that. Yeah. So, what does the clinical trial of that look like? Is it a room full of pregnant you moms can't, passing the yeah, that's can. That's the rub, is you can't they do, do these pre, studies. They do preclinical studies on animals and then extrapolate a risk yeah. factor uh. based on the outcomes. Yeah. But it's all guess for the most part. So, they get a pregnant squirrel high and, and, that's not, how and they not at like levels that humans would consume. They kind of just yeah. inject a I got whopping you. dose because hmm. you know you don't see an effect if you just use you know, right normal level. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. There's some there's some issues with animal research, but not 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 a good job on sniffing this one out. I was uh, surprised <laughs> at this uh, story myself. I guys, Jan, Jan was on. Jan, yeah. that's I why I cheated off you. You're page. winning. All so, right. I know, but so, trust me, I'll lose by the end. So this it. next one I really, really wanted to talk about. And I know I already shared it with you. So I'm actually going to test your recall oh, with this one. I guess. So I call this one, I can't believe my barista used to put this in my coffee. <laughs> so CBD has been marketed for a number of things. And then I received a, a gift uh, from a friend of ours at Marijuana Today, Dan Goldman, who's, who's a host there. He s- sent me a booklet. And the cover was, uh, and is this true or not? And I'm going to read you the how it was advertised. I want you to tell me if, this, if I'm making this up and playing some wordplay or if this is true. But it was marketed as, quote unquote, recent studies now provide that CBD makes sex better by 100%. Um, it also went on to say that CBD is mother, uh, mother nature's proven hidden secret for amazing sex. I uh, also went on to say, if your sex life is disappointing, then CBD can energize your manhood down there, um, saying you'll have more sexual energy and power, harder, thicker, longer erections. 
I assume longer in, in length, not time. I'm not sure. Right. Uh, multiple powerful orgasm, and that's right. Male enhancement CBD products. So are these are these uh, real things I'm talking about? You know, <laughs> the, the statements I'm making, actual statements that were printed on a product advertising, or am I just engaging in some wordplay? You guys well, are speechless. I know. I, I, I'm. I'm placing an order right now. <laughs> no. um, so would, would someone be so blatant as to put these types of comments on there? Or is this me just being really they would be that They would be that blatant. And really? I, yeah, I think so. Especially when it comes to male enhancement stuff and claims that, you know, I mean. Yeah. Th- they're, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I, I feel like the answer is yes. Yes, yeah. it is yes. I remember 90% of the things that you just read. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, didn't I? Yes. Well, yeah. okay then. <laughs> this is indeed a real advertising that was yeah. mailed to people around the United States. Uh, I, I think if there was some sort of advertising award for CBD companies, I'd want to give it to them. Yes. Not a positive award, no. but like something <laughs> like a, a shit talkers award. Like, you know, the, the, the moon man from like MTV, but like a big trash can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should Just call like, it the shenanigans award. Yeah. I think there's a. Oh. Oh, what about oh, dog? What about the, the bags you God, pick up dog our, our shit? Shenanigans That's not bad either. A poop bag. We could do the yearly because we're coming at the end of the year. Oh, yearly shenanigans? Yeah. A summary? Who wins the award the for I like it. 2019 shenanigans award? Excellent. Hmm. Excellent. Jayhan, we got to think about that. As a team, I think we need to huddle and choose who. Who wins? Sh- who, wins who wins this coveted award of shenanigans nice. this year? Oh my god! Cool. No, I mean, look how many candidates we have. I know, right? It's like, all right. Yeah, you guys are doing good. I'm going to find more. <laughs> I thought I'd confuse you. Come on, you. teach. I'm still in the lead for but the record. I still I can't st- believe. I'm so glad that none of those things are true about CBD because there was a place around the way, and for fun, for like a couple weeks, I was getting a shot of CBD in my coffee, and it. I don't see how this would have helped my day. <laughs> no results. I'm like, I can't believe it was just willy nilly throwing Viagra in my right. coffee. Like, right. what was I thinking? Yeah, is, is that what that little smile was on his face every morning? Jay Han, is there right. something you need to tell us? I want to know what the cappuccino design was. Yeah. Oh. Cock. Oh, my God. I had to say it. Sorry. That's all right. You mean the chicken, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. All oh, right. No, go ahead. No, no. go ahead. No, I have, a, I have a completely random aside for you that I just thought of, and I don't know why it just popped into my head. But um, over the week of Thanksgiving, we went to the Florida Keys, and I caught a hogfish. Stop. What? With a little funny looking thing. Yeah. Like and I yeah, was like, I nose. need to tell Randy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was very proud of myself. Yep. Just fishing off the pier. Go ahead, girl. I'm an excellent fisherman. There you pier go. Fisherwoman. You're on them. <laughs> Yeah, a little gray, Wait, gray, long nose, funny looking. I should have then said it was this big. Cannabusters, oh, true or false? Look at it, <laughs> nice. it Jayhan. Yeah, yep, it's crazy nice. looking. It has these like Thank you, things out of its face. It's Thank too, you. it was too little to eat. Now we oh. put them back. Not eating fish, so oh, put them back. But that's fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. We should go. I thought we were going to do like an annual retreat at your beach house. Damn place. right. Well, I'm bored. We have to go. I know I was there. <laughs> Can we do it when your parents aren't home? Yeah. Well, if we want to smoke. <laughs> no, I'm well, and we. Mom, do. can you pass that back? <laughs> she might surprise you. You don't know. Hello. No, she's getting hipper. 
I so. know. Wait, my mother's coming into the city for New Year's Aww. or th- uh, Christmas. Don't push it. Should I? No. Nah. She's never. Well, yeah, she did. She freaked out. I, in the I told her yeah. what to take. Yeah, she's I gave still your mom a fr- personalized consultation. I know. She's still freaked out. <laughs> and we're back from our conversational break. <laughs> Thank you Sorry, to our co-sponsor, Drifting Conversation, speaking extemporaneously. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys this. Yeah. Do you want to do one more straightforward yes. question? Right. Like one? No, do you want to do it with a typical point structure? Or do you guys want to do wagers and, and bet points? Like I only final? have one point. I, I no. think I would rather, you know, just keep doing what we're doing. All right. The leader. So this means if I make mm. Jahan laugh, potentially I could beat you. Yes. Potentially. But well, you have to make him laugh. It's actually a lot mm. closer Jayhan, uh, than you guys laugh. think. Um, uh, you know, Jan and Stacia are tied for first place, actually, with Randy just trailing by a little bit. So we're going into the final quarter. <gasps> The Gray yeah, Boogie so gave should. you all these points. <laughs> he likes you more. He likes you. He likes you. Mm. Pressure. I'm going to call him all Mikey right. Boogie from now on. So for all the hemp seeds, I, I call this story, what was that you said? Oh, glorious gatekeepers of our health and safety. So as, <laughs> as you know, federal guidelines about CBD, there's been a lot of news about there. And is this a shenanigan or is this true? According to a report, federal agencies have released statements and guidelines saying that since hemp is already legal in all 50 states, it doesn't really require much oversight or testing or really to follow any other regulations that apply to consumable products because it's hemp and it's safe. Uh, Furthermore, they state that licensing won't be required. You can just grow as much as you want and make any health or medical claims you want. And manufacturers actually, you know, they, you know, any fact they make will be immediately accepted uh, by the scientific and medical community on par with pharmaceutical claims. So, you know, federal agencies further imply that medical and wellness hemp products uh, should not be held to the same standard as pharmaceutical products uh, because it's not, quote unquote, fair. The bar should be lowered for cannabis and hemp. And they have been operating for years without any oversight and nothing bad has happened yet. Uh, So is this complete shenanigans or is there some truth to this? Some truth or all truth? You can't do this to me, Jay. That's, that's okay. <laughs> it, 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 was there a report that came out about yes uh, the no. recent USDA guidelines, that, you know, and other federal guidelines for hemp regulations um, that support my statements? Or was I just drinking coffee and angry? Hmm. Or was I like drilling you... deep and pulling facts? No. No, no, no. Because of the FDA coming out and saying what they did that was so bizarre and stringent that that, to me, kind of, um, no. And you're talking about the do not use CBD because of liver damage and reproductive damage from the FDA? Yeah. Which was weird because when that came out about a week later, I got that CBD male enhancement advertisement. Ah, And I immediately believed the company because they really looked like they knew what they were doing. (laughs) All right, you have to give a little timing on that when that announcement was made. Recently, uh, yeah. Last Recently. Month. Like the last, yeah, couple of weeks. It was yeah. like made around Thanksgiving. Yeah. FDA. Uh, they were know, worried about a, yeah. Yeah, and it CBD was, Thanksgiving. It, it, it really sounded like it was so driven by pharmaceutical industry and kind of setting the stage up for that. And, and so it then was. the human turtle, Mitch McConnell, came out a week later <laughs> right. supporting hemp and. and and there are guidelines forthcoming. There's been some documents and stuff passed around. But again, um, you know, uh, 
there are no shortage of myths and misconceptions about him. And uh, if there's something that's outstanding in this, it's just like, I can't believe that or I absolutely believe that. You should state it now or forever. Hold your pipe. Peace. I I don't Peace believe pipe. that. What yeah, you said is true. I'm going to I'm going to give a what hard no. What per- in particular didn't you think was true? I mean, the fact that they were like, but they've been doing it for years and nothing bad has happened so far. So let's just give them free reign because yeah. that's been true for 5000 years. and They haven't given anyone a free reign as of yet. So that that smells of shenanigans. To this me. is out of the USDA. Federal agencies, yeah. Yeah, he know. said agencies. He didn't say agency, so that would be more. Although maybe the agencies disagree with themselves because that never happened. I but could have just be- picked one statement from each you know, agency and, and blended it together to make it sound really good because yeah, I've been studying. That- how- but you didn't. But that was like two agencies still. Yeah, no. And they definitely view it as a... Shenanigans. Yeah. I'm going to say it's true. Randy. (laughs) Give the man three points, Grayson. (laughs) (laughs) So I completely just made that up in like a single sitting. I I I read I read uh, I didn't even make mean to make you laugh. Too, but <laughs> the thing, conviction. The thing is, like, I read that story. Isn't that the truth of like it's conviction? Just I, say it aggressively. Say it aggressively. <laughs> oh my god, y'all! It was funny. just been the bombardment of these negative product story stories. Uh, these the, the the number of um, clinical um, weird claims these products makes, and the the total number of um, just uh, lawsuits that are pending. So, ah. wow, we have, um, okay, so after four questions oh, and no final Jan, can of busters and lots of shenanigans in third place, we don't say it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you got three points on that last question. Right. The former and reigning hemp. Cannabusters champion has been dethroned, oh, garnering seven well, points um, from these I'm four bad questions. Luck for you, Randy. I'm so Randy. Sorry. In second place, Stacia Woodcock Farm D with nine. Oh, oh. Are you serious? And today, I won? our winner with the psychologically satisfying number of 10, the basis of our duly decimal system. <laughs> oh, that was fun! Wow, only because no, you won. But <laughs> you never yeah. say it's fun. I when never you don't do because I'm yeah. really upset. I'm like, I uh, <laughs> yeah. orgasmless sex. I don't know. I got some. Well, at least there's sex. Yeah, <laughs> bigger, thicker, longer, harder, faster. Uh, damn it! <laughs> Sounds like a tagline <laughs> to a South Park. That's movie. A, no, that's <laughs> not the <laughs> Oh my god. Well, that was so much fun. Wait, can we do one last thing before we close? Um, Depends. The mind munchies? Does anyone have a mind munchie? So this is like food for thought, mind munchies. Um, You know. uh, We haven't done that in a long time. I have a, I mean, it's, it is a mind munchie. It's it's high level medicine speak a little bit. Um, uh, I went to, an autism educational conference yesterday. And um, one of the presenters was talking about potential new treatments for autism. And he talked about CBDV for Mm -hmm. maybe 
10 seconds, and then went on to talk, talk about um, oxytocin and some vasopressin antagonists, which um, you don't need to know what that means. Um, but what you do need to know is that the two drugs that he spent the most amount of time on actually increase endogenous anandamide levels. So he's manipulating the endocannabinoid system without even realizing it and kind of like dismissing cannabinoids as a treatment for these traditional pharmaceuticals. Um, and so he, we had a really interesting conversation afterward. And I just said, hey, like, have you ever thought about the fact that they do this? And maybe that has some role in why you're getting really good outcomes with your autism patients that's similar to what we're hearing in the cannabis community. And he just looked at me and was like, that's some food for thought. So <laughs> that's, that's my mind munching. Really? Oh, I like that one. I gave it up. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Well... I hate to say it, but we're done. It's the timing. It's the timing. It's the time, everyone. Time flies when you're having fun, y'all. There you yeah. go. I Put your underwear on. We're out. All right. So thank you guys for this listening. This was good. Yes. we're so happy on to have the you. So happy to be here. Thanks for having Jay me. Jayhan, thank you so much for being your Dr. awesome Jay. host self. <laughs> and former Randy, so sorry. Let's not talk about it. You've been kicked off the mountain really? today. Yeah, I won. Damn it. All right. Love you, man. <laughs> this is Dr. Weed Lady. This is Dr. Dan Roberts. You guys have a great night. Night, night.